Welcome everybody in to the Wrestling Wars podcast. We are back. My schedule has been a prison on planet bullshit for us. So, a lot has happened since the last time we've been on. How are we feeling about the bracelet so far, KB? Exhausted. Uh, there, Raw drags like nothing I've ever seen. Um, it just feels like it goes on for about eight and a half hours a day instead of three hours a week. Uh, SmackDown, on the other hand, this past week was the best show they've done in months. Uh, everything was clicking. You can you can feel that Ryan Ward uh, style coming in, where it's here's your opening segment, here's your next segment, here's your next segment. We might pop back to one or two of those later, but other than that, it's just a streamlined show. Uh, the every two week pay per views are going to get rough, uh, especially with something like Backlash, where it was clear they did not need to have a pay per view and had to have 10 minutes of filler at the beginning, and then one team working twice. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not feeling it yet. The cruiserweights are going to make Raw even more bloated after that mess on Monday. <laughs> should, we, should we go ahead and, and jump right in? Yes, hey, we should. Let's, let's introduce an entire division, and the objective of the match is to win the match so you can get a title shot coming up on Sunday. And we're not even going to have the fucking champion of the division on the show. Yeah. This man went through uh, a 600-person tournament. Shit, took the whole fucking summer. He got a fancy Lisa Frank fucking women's belt. It's purple. It's purple. And you don't even have him on the fucking show. This guy is in a championship match. On Sunday at a pay per view, and it'll be—they've never even seen him on TV before. No character, no promo, nothing. Well, he did have a promo on WWE.com or the app or whatever it is this week. Um, so if you keep an eye on every on every stream of media WWE has, you saw him. Other than that, um, I mean, then again, with how many people watched Raw this week, that might be a better option. And just. I- not only that, but you're going to bust out the cruiserweights. Oh my god. I don't even know. <laughs> you're going to get <laughs> you're going to bring out these fucking guys who are built like paper. First of all, Cedric Alexander is not 205 pounds. Fuck that. Um you're going to take out these guys who are mostly built like the paper boy, introduce this entire division that's coated in purple, and you're going to do it like during what I'm pretty sure to understand was the 17th hour of Raw, that's what the crowd felt like it was looking at, was the 17th hour of Raw. Yeah. Another fucking thing, did we not have, like, a really bad experience in Memphis uh, just this fucking same year regarding a pay-per-view? I think so, yeah. Wasn't that February? What fucking show was that? Click your heels? Uh, Fastlane. Fastlane, yeah. Uh, Fastlane was in Memphis. The crowd was fucking the worst one I've seen in, in a very long time well i mean and so the, now you're gonna debut the cruiserweights you're gonna do it in the middle of fucking hour three when uh john cena could drive a, a monster truck that's been set on fire through the set and the crowd would probably not fucking pop for it because they're exhausted mm-hmm. and tired of watching this bullshit show you don't even have the champion on the fucking show yeah and when the, the entire thing is supposed to be about him defending the belt on a pay-per-view in a marquee match. You don't even fucking know what he looks like. And then the match goes 16 minutes because that's what you want to do with cruiserweights. 
Hey, no, you know, okay, I gotta disagree. Okay, I gotta disagree there because I've heard people saying similar things. I, to me, the time is is neither here nor there. Plenty of the matches that in the in the Cruiserweight Classic that were great went mm. went plenty long. Um, it, it it didn't didn't make much of a difference to me that it was six, like it's not for that particular situation. I agree that a sixteen minute match was not. What's up? Because, yeah. like I said, we're in hour three. Nobody yeah. knows who the fuck these guys are. You haven't even met to form an opinion on the person that they're fighting to get a shot at. I agree, 16 minutes is probably not what we need to be going for here. In general, though, I don't just I don't agree with with cruiserweight matches need to be short, sweet, fast, wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. I, I don't agree with that. I think there's plenty of room for cruiserweight matches to, to stretch out and be closer to your your clinical classics that the people like well i i can go with that but what, like you said the main thing for me was this is their debut and it's one of the longest matches of the night in front of an already tired crowd that match should have also with a four-way like that it's supposed to just be everything flying all over the place and then by like the eight minute mark everybody's either tired or has run out of things to do so it's a lot of laying around until we get to the finish how the fuck did this match not kick off the show. How do you yeah. not? How? If you're, <laughs> yeah. If you're introducing a division, mm-hmm. how do you not plan this better? To have the match start off, kick off the show, mm-hmm. and then you do a TJ Perkins vignette, at least, or live, or a pre-tape in the back, or mm-hmm. something later on in the show. Here's our cruiserweight division. Here's all the people wrestling. Later on, here's the champion. Here's the guy who they all want to be like, who they all want to face. Yeah. Or at the very least, have him squash Sin Cara or something. Who have have Perkins show that he can go with WWE guys. Do some, have him show up. Have him sneak out, open the curtain, and say boo, and then go and then leave. It, it'd be better than what we got. Um, as for how you pull this off, I this reeks of Kevin Dunn uh, trying to screw with a Triple H idea. Mm. There's been yeah, there's been a that it, it been rumors. That. There's been rumors and indications. It reeks of that. It's it's a new idea. Let's give them more time than they need uh, so that the crowd doesn't pop as strong for the for the finish. Let's bury it in the usual second women's or Bob ba- or Bob Backlund, Darren Young, Titus O'Neil spot, which seems to have been dropped. Put it there. Thank God. Yeah. Oh, I love back one. That, that, that's been killing me. Um, just put it in there. Let it drop. And just or just put it, put, it, put it anywhere. Put it anywhere but in that spot. Speaking of Bob Blackland, tangent time. How much did they miss the boat by not sticking him with fucking Jack Swagger? I Hello? thought about that. Too. Hello, what the fuck? Come on. Well, Anyways. I mean, that, well, Jack Swagger's doing well for himself. He lost to Jinder Mahal, and then we're supposed to care about him with a, in, his, in a Baron Corbin feud. How can they put him on SmackDown? How they already have singlet guys. They already have wrestler singlet guys. Yeah, on SmackDown, and now Jack Swagger's there. Well, I mean, maybe they're still trying to do Shoot Nation. As long as they bring that theme music back. So That's back to true. Raw. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah, they fucked that up, man. And and, yeah, and I hate bad. to fucking be I'm pretty sure that the last time we recorded this is when I fucking mentioned this. 
That's why I said, you guys just wait. Because it was right before the Cruiserweight Classic kicked off. And I said, okay, everybody, fucking get excited. Mm-hmm. You're going to see what's going to happen. And it's already fucking started. How yeah. the fuck do you debut a division and you don't have the champion on there? I don't know. How? I, I've got nothing on that. Of all the things, that is the dumbest thing. It's it's imagine if imagine the dumbest thing you can do outside of have them be fed to Braun Strowman. This is the dumbest thing you could have done. Oh no no no! I got better than one better than Braun Strowman. You didn't see this in the thread that one day, did you? No. Oh, what? We'll be lucky if it's Braun Strowman. You know who I can see them feeding them to? I shudder to ask. Fucking Nia Jax. Just oh. wait till that happens. Oh. Dang! Just wait till that happens. Can tell me you can't fucking see it though. I can, and it makes me want to cry. Some little ass dude getting thrown through the air by my Nia Jax. I like Nia Jax, and that that that's not out of the realm. Of I do too, but I, here we go. I just hope right now, once again, this is my uh my top hope for this whole situation. I just hope that they don't ruin this. Yeah. So much. Yeah. That they can still move it to NXT in two months or whatever it is after yeah. they get over the novelty of it. Yeah. And because, like I was, I've been saying in places, everybody out there who watches all three shows, you can genuinely, especially, and also people who watch the, the Cruiserweight Classic, you can genuinely see. Uh, a lot of those matches or a cruiserweight belt division that was built up in front of that full sale crowd and in front of those kind of NXT crowds that could legitimately main event an NXT special Mm -hmm. if it's built the right way. That is never coming close to happening on fucking Raw. They had a fucking match, a division introduced that didn't even have the fucking champion on there. Yeah. So... It's never going to exceed what it could be down in NXT in front of a crowd that would appreciate it and give these guys a chance. Yeah. I mean, if you saw tonight, Cedric Alexander main evented NXT this week. I did not, which will be a funny thing going forward with our recording schedule. Is and it's a very sad thing since we have been, you know, such such the main uh, preachers and predicates of NXT since uh, the beginning of the show. That unfortunately. With the recording schedule of when we're going to be doing things, I will have not have seen NXT most days when we do this. I'll have seen Raw, I've seen SmackDown, well, I'll have seen bits and pieces of Raw. Maybe I should start watching the whole show again since we're doing the show. Um, but oh, I will have I'll, seen those. I will not have seen NXT yet as of the recording of these shows. I'll have NXT covered. Uh, you didn't miss much this week. So it was okay. But, I doubt uh, it. Yeah, it was... Uh, um, uh, Alexander against Cien Almas. <laughs> oh boy! So, uh, hey, real quick before we go, switch it on back to Raw, yep. um, and the big picture. I made a comment the other day, and just try this on for me, real quick. Mm-hmm. I genuinely feel like because of what's happened. First of all, hilarious. Did you notice that Cien Almas has dropped the suspenders? Yes. Somebody somewhere realized, like, hey, that was a terrible fucking idea. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like at this point, Almas would be a lot better on the main roster than he's ever going to be in NXT. Good-looking guy. Decent charisma. He does those cute little spots where he, like, 
takes a nap in the ring ropes or whatever he's doing, I yeah. feel like that that shit would get over with fucking kids and commoners, the common folk. Well, I think the problem with that might be that Perkins does pretty much the same spot, so they'll have he to. He does do the same spot. Have to fight over that one, but abs. Uh, What's gonna happen with him and Enzo? Are they gonna have a dab war? Oh jeez. Like, is he gonna be like you're biting my fucking my gimmick, bro? Well, th- well, that's that depends- the main things he does. How is that gonna work? Well, that depends on whether or not they're off in that uh, that timeshare in Puerto Rico still. Right. Um, uh, t- t- hey, keep fuck you, man. Keep- I'm down with them trying to actually do something with the shining stars. I don't care. <sighs> At least they're trying to do something with them. Well, uh, they are. Uh, I'm not sure that's the best idea, but uh, uh, I'm still I'm still hoping for another headbangers return. Hey, it would be fucking. What would be better is have them dress like Ninja Turtles and come out with a with a midget dressed in a bull suit and fucking do that. Like yeah. for, no. Well, well, here's the thing. When we were down, da- this is you'll appreciate this. When we were down in uh, in Dallas for access. Um, you could get your picture taken inside the chamber. It went from... Where is this going? (laughs) I I promise. From Ted DiBiase, Hall of Famer, to Primo and Epico. Nice. The the line just evaporated. It it, it was... mm. Yeah. Before we move too much into into the Raw and the individual stuff, I wanted to give my side... Personally, I like I like I like the fucking brand split. Yeah, I said it. I also like the pay per views. It's a nice little thing. I have a fucking event. Get to you know get excited about a big show on uh, every other Sunday. I'm down with it. Um, my only and I I feel like people I feel like people came into it with with preconceived notions of how much they were gonna hate it or how much it was gonna suck and and uh. They're, I feel like people are being like unduly harsh on these shows. Like I heard a lot of people saying, you know, uh, this backlash was, oh, it was a glorified episode of SmackDown. Well, what the fuck else was it going to be? What, yeah, pay-per-views uh, are glorified. Uh, the Undertaker shows. coming back was fucking Sting dropping from the ceiling? Like what else? What, what? Yeah. I don't understand. The SmackDown backlash was exactly what it fucking should have been, which was a culmination of every storyline they had going on SmackDown Weekly TV. So if you're going to tell me it was like a glorified SmackDown, well, no, the fuck it wasn't because the women's title was on the line. Hadn't been on the line on any SmackDown. The tag titles were on the line. Those hadn't been on the line on any SmackDown. Um, The IC title, the Miz defends it semi-regularly, but not in a culmination of a feud. They culminated the AJ Styles-Dean Ambrose feud in a title match, in a badass match. So no, it wasn't. and, and, And if you say it's a glorified episode of SmackDown, I don't know what the fuck else... Yeah, I gave it a C plus. It wasn't a bad show by any stretch. Oh, no. I mean, I think for me the problem is I have to review these shows every week and have to actually pay attention to them. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but it's – I'd be okay with these shows being more like the in-your-house model with the two – closer to the two hours than three. Um, and it's pretty clear that if they didn't have Shane and Brian open the show and then another last chance match or whatever it was called with the Usos and uh, the Hype Bros, they would have been closer to two hours. But – uh it was fine. I, it certainly wasn't a bad show. Um, it was fine. It, well, it not really necessary, but for two and a half hours, it was perfectly entertaining. Absolutely. So, back on our big picture on Raw, 
our coverage. What else are we are we liking and disliking on Raw? Um, obviously, also just we got we got to mention that the 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 comeback of this show is marked with. Look at our champions right now. Oh yeah, Kevin Owens, Shinsuke Nakamura, oh, yeah. and AJ Styles. AJ Styles is the fucking WWE champion. Yeah, like holy shit. I got nothing on that one. It's. Just... That's one of those. I remember seeing him at a house show in front of like maybe 800 people at a baseball stadium. And just, I'm like, I'm finally getting to see AJ. I'm never going to get to see him on a bigger stage than this. And he pinned John Cena at SummerSlam this year. Just just things that you, think, you would think that just would never, mm-hmm. you would never think would come to pass. And not only that, we keep fucking straying away from Raw. God damn it. I swear. Not only that, but is there anybody in the WWE who's better than fucking AJ Styles right now? Overall? No. Fuck no. Promos are fucking fire. That's another funny thing. When he first showed up, they've never let him talk. And now he's And his awesome. promos are tremendous right now. Yeah. Oh my gosh. He, he, the one he did on, uh, on, on Tuesday saying he doesn't have a rivalry with Ambrose or, or Cena because he's beaten them both. That's perfect. That is Promos the, are that's tremendous. Ring work is tremendous. He's fucking over, genuinely over, which so very few people in the WWE are. Um, and it seems like when they sense that, then they just start automatically trying to fucking... I don't want to see say the, the term Barry. I w- wouldn't say that. But they automatically just start just beating them left fucking right in front and center. They can't help... They can't stop beating Enzo Amore, even though... No. Well, to be fair, that's what Enzo's there for. When you would see that or beat Cass, and Cass was in a title match two weeks ago. Two well, that's kind of the thing. But okay, then put Enzo in win on one matches. Yeah, like and have Cass be his fucking heater for a little bit. You can't yeah. just pin Enzo over and fucking over and fucking over until he becomes until people start looking because it damages people. Look yeah. at Dolph Ziggler. Look at Jack Swagger. You can't just fucking do this forever. Yeah, like, look- and the guy is probably either the most or right up there with most genuinely over organically over people in the WWE. So Mm -hmm. what the fuck? I don't know. I I guess in, I guess they would suggest that he's not big enough to be believable. Um, he's like six foot five eleven, something like that. Okay. Well, fucking idiot. Then book the guy, have the guy wrestle a style that fucking makes him believable. Mm-hmm. He should be a nasty little fucking street rat in there. He should be in like an Eddie Guerrero style where That'll he's work. a baby face, but he fucking cheats whenever he gets the chance because he's fucking small and he's mean and he's nasty. So whenever he gets the chance to punch somebody in the throat, whenever he gets the chance to rake somebody's fucking eyes, whenever he gets the chance to use the fucking ropes to his advantage, and how good could he sell that? Like how oh, good geez. could he sell doing these little tricks and this little dirty shit and then getting caught and then selling like, no, I wasn't doing anything. No, what? Like really fucking overselling the fact that he got caught, you know, and acting crazy. It would make people laugh and make them love him even more. If the guy's not believable because he's too small, then fucking have him do stuff that makes him believable. Holy shit. That's your job. Like, goddamn. I, I, I could so picture him um, with a referee asking like, did you cheat and him actually doing like cross my heart? No, I didn't. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. Yes. Perfect. Um, I think I think Eddie did that once. Yeah, absolutely. Drop down to the knees. I'll pray oh, it. Yeah. Please, please don't fucking disqualify me. I swear. <laughs> that um, word. Have, just watch Jim Cornette. He knows how to do all that old, all that 
cocky heel stuff, or not cocky, cowardly heel stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Except and then, oh, he's and then just like a baby face, because in yeah. an endearing way. Yeah. Because we all want him to win so fucking bad that we kind of forgive him for it. It's a yeah. He's just so he's he's so evilly lovable. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And if nothing else, it'd give them something to do because Cass went from a world title shot to nothing. And just, I would well, I think that was more of a pressed into action than I think actively, so too. I think so too. You know, so they was a one week thing. What I was gonna bring up, and this con- connects back to our cruiserweight discussion. Mm-hmm. And it gave a lot of people, like, a lot of people, <gasps> you know, but if, well, <laughs> it might even be worth saying at this point, but if they were to want to take the cruiserweight division seriously, there's one guy for the job, and that's fucking Enzo. Him with that title would be the, one of the best things I've ever seen. I mean, he can talk people into the seats. Yep. He's legitimately massively organically over mm-hmm. we want him to see him hold on to the fucking belt like imagine and it's kind of scary because Enzo's still pretty green and you know the bumping and whatever but imagine like Enzo against fucking Anthony Nice oh somebody who's so much more athletic and big yeah. and strong but we fucking love Enzo and Enzo's going to talk shit, and he's going to be a badass, and he's going to be nasty right up until the fucking very end and keep doing it. Like, you could really co- book a cool story with that match. Yeah. That's exactly what I just explained. It, it, That's the story it, that they can tell. It sounds like a reverse honky-tonk, man. Or you can – exactly. That's exactly what it'll be. Or you could do a match with, with the Brian Kendrick where – it's same thing, but they're being nasty to one another. They're both pulling out all the stops and trying to get away with everything they possibly can. And Enzo's trying to hold on to it, and Kendrick's trying to take it from him. I mean, there's there's a ton of options to go with um, if they want to get serious about it. That's the guy to do it. And I'm interested to see if maybe they go in that direction uh, mm-hmm. following Clash of Champions because, uh, you know. The direction they've got so far isn't working. <laughs> Yeah, with the uh, cruiserweights and how much longer is the Shining Stars going to think? Gonna... Yeah, well, what I'm wondering is, did they ever, I know the cruiserweight limit for the Classic was 205, did they ever announce that for WWE? They did not. See, that's what I'm wondering, because there are so many people on Raw at the moment who could who would be perfect for that. I mean, I know he's, I know there's no way he's a legitimate cruiserweight, but Neville, he's that's about as simple as you can get. Uh, yeah. Sin Cara. Neville... I mean, I it, like it, Neville as a competitor, but I just don't know. I think he's better served as an NXT guy. I really do. Eh, I just, maybe. I just, you know, they gave him all this crazy stuff. They gave him the crazy entrance. They did all this, that, and the other. Is he hurt, by the way? Maybe I haven't seen him in because forever. where the fuck has he been? Probably trying to get three, on. Raw. You have a three-hour show with a fucking brand split, and he's not on the show. Well, I mean, again, I when think he... that pretty much indicates how fucking over he is. Is well, not. That... Well, that and when you have well, okay, this is the same theory that goes back to me, that where I have problems with people like Cesaro and Ziggler. Okay, with Neville, Neville really has like two or three big spots. He's got a bunch of stuff, but the two main ones are that Phoenix Splash and the uh, the Red Arrow. Once you've seen those, where does he go from there? Like he does the same spots every single week, and yeah, they're really cool, but. What's he supposed to do now? Well, I don't think that's his, I don't think that's a limitation as a performer because we saw him no, I, do much more than that down in uh, NXT. I'm down not in, saying down in NXT he was a high flying fucking dynamite kid. The dude was I, badass. I'm not saying it's a limitation as a performer. I'm saying that like that's once how they you, use him. 
Yeah, and the pro- the same thing's true with Cesaro, Ziggler. They do not Ziggler as much anymore, but Cesaro does the exact same big spots. And yeah, again, they're really cool and they're fun, but you can't do every big spot you've got every match. And because eventually people are going to stop caring, and especially when you're fighting the same guy for 2 months. Oh my god. Can we I'll give I'll, I'll I will send you a dollar if we can skip this this feud. Is that I'm trying to think in recent memory, and maybe because it's two in the morning, I'm struggling, but maybe because it's just that bad. I can't remember a worse idea no. in recent memory than, no. hey, let's take a match that probably nobody even really needed to see one time. Mm-hmm. And this best of seven is after they had already wrestled yeah. a few times, wasn't twice. it? Twice. It was twice. Yeah, so... Just... Oh my god. Uh, like... Yeah, I did a full column on this. Fucking uh, kill me be- now. Like... Yeah. Okay, here's your here's your basic problems with this. One, we've seen it. Stop. Please. Please stop. It wasn't even good! Like, no. don't even... <sighs> the, matches are o- the matches are okay at best. Um, the, the, the other problem is... If Sheamus wins this, he's won four out of nine. Four out of nine. So why is that good, exactly? Because it's something... The the other thing is, it's not even about winning. It's about establishing physical dominance, which I don't even know what that means yet. Oh, uh, oh apparently I, it's, I know what it means. Yeah, well, here's the thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting off of that as fast as I can. Yeah. Uh, here's what scares me, and I... I have a feeling this is where they're going. I said this originally as a joke, and now it's starting to seem more pop- more realistic. They have not yet said what title this is for. They've just said a championship opportunity. Would you put it past them to say neither one of you is really more dominant than the other? You're going to be a tag team? Mm. Would you I can't put, say no, because... Would you put that past because them? Because they debuted the Cruiserweight division and didn't even have the champion yeah. on so there's, there's really no limitations. There's nothing I And it's not like they it's not like they have a ton of teams to go around right now. Well, a ton of teams that are interesting. Well, no, there's really not a ton of teams. There really isn't. Um it just would you put that past them? I wouldn't put anything past them. They debuted yeah. the cruiserweight division without having the champion on. I yeah. just I I mean thankfully this thing of in theory wraps up on Sunday. Um we'll see. Um, it, it would be better if they had done like a maybe a gimmick match here or there, or like I don't know, have the like we've had three, we've had a, a bunch of series before. In every single series that WWE or WCW has done, it was for the championship, not for yep. the right to fight for a title later. And just, I mean, when they had a tag team series, the last match was a ladder match. With Edge and Christian and the Hardys, at yeah. least it was something different, and they didn't do best of seven. A lot of the time, it was best of five, because really, this is just—it's kind of best of nine. Best of seven. Yeah. Just... How, can you guys? Can you, you could just fucking write it? Just put it on the screen in 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 superimposed graphics. We need to fill time. Go yes. ahead, and just just fucking say it. Like, yeah. oh my god, I. I need to be honest. Can I be honest with you, KB? Yeah, sure. I haven't fucking watched a single one of these matches. Not <laughs> one. Not a single goddamn one. And it's yeah. a great... And that just goes to show. 
it's these matches are a great way to get people to change the fucking channel. Yeah. Well, one guy hits one one guy, and then the other guy hits him back, and then they do a finish. Just thank Christ, fucking JBL isn't isn't fucking calling calling these oh. matches. Oh yes, he he's <clears throat> a little bit more tolerable. Just now. Just two guys laying into one another. By God, I fucking love it. Yeah, that was a frighteningly good imitation. Oh my gosh. Yeah, um, but at, le- at le- he he hasn't been as bad lately. Maybe it's just getting away from Cole, but. Oh, well, we have... <laughs> we'll get to SmackDown in a minute, goddammit. You stop right. trying to lead me off the path here. Um, <laughs> the path of rage. <coughs> fuck. Goddammit. Um, were we thinking about this? <laughs> the gift that keeps on giving, at least to the podcast world. Uh, what the fuck is going on with this Roman Reigns thing? Like, Oh, jeez. What? <laughs> oh, jeez. Man. You know what? Even though they're trying to fuck it up, the Seth Rollins thing, you know what was refreshing about the Seth Rollins thing? They're like, hey, the crowd's fucking cheering this guy like a motherfucker. Maybe we should make him a good guy. I don't yeah. fucking know. The Roman Reigns thing, though, God damn it! <laughs> now, it's gotten to the point. It's gotten to the point. Where he's not even acting like a good guy anymore. I don't understand. What did Rusev do to deserve having Roman Reigns come out there and disrespect his fucking wife? And fuck up his wedding celebration? What did he, why is that okay? Why is that a good thing? Like, why is Roman Reigns cool for that? Because he's doing it for a marriage. Somebody come out and respect my, disrespect my wife like that. I'm going to whoop your fucking ass too. Yeah. He's disrespecting people's wives for America? That ain't how that works. No, it's not, but <laughs> at this point, it's got to be... Got, we fucking appreciate weddings. It's got to be just spite at this point, just that they won't do anything with it. Because he's, he's the same thing he was when they turned when they split him up in the first place. It's and worse! It's gotten worse! He's disrespecting people's wives for no fucking reason! Yeah, and there's just nothing. I've run out of ways to complain about him. If you fucking described the situation to somebody who didn't know anything about this shit, who is the good guy? The evil came out and disrespected the man's wife to his Mm -hmm. face numerous fucking times. Threw her into a cake. Threw her into a cake. Jumped him before the fucking match that they were supposed to have, like a fucking asshole. Then. Got unjustly put into a fucking title match, so then the guy who whose wife got disrespected comes out and is like, "No, fuck you! I'm not gonna let nothing happen nice to you. I need my revenge, and we need to settle this because you disrespected my woman, man." But that guy's the bad guy. Yep. What the fuck? <laughs> How are women still out there cheering for this dude when because... he's running down fucking Lana? Oh, I know why. Because they they hate Lana. Well, that and apparently, apparently, women have a thing for muscular arms, uh, allegedly, or so my wife says. Every single time Reigns comes down the aisle, Reigns ain't even built. Ain't even that fucking built. Uh, this is out of my world. So pretty the horse prince, but he'll still be that even if he's a bad guy. Yeah. So yeah. What the fuck? Why that? And you can't. Have, I'm sorry. Maybe this is just my roster 
building OCD going, but you can't have two greasy hair, greasy black hair guys both be baby faces. Mm-hmm. That's it. So it can be only one. Can't do that. Yeah, well, that, that's what that's what I'm worried about is that they're going to try to like do some kind of shield reunion out of this, which is the last thing they need to do right now. Uh, you can save that for when you actually have some stuff to build it up towards, but right now it. Do you think you like... win the U.S. title on Sunday? What the fuck? No, I don't, and that's pure gut instinct. I don't. It, it seems like the biggest layup in the world. But I don't see it happening. Because Rusev has fallen through the floor also with this. They tried to put him back to square one with him with Rusev, with the U.S. title and Lana. And I mean, granted, a lot of it's just because he was gone on his honeymoon for like 18 years. But it just, oof. I mean, I, mean, I think he's he's hitting the level. As, I mean, they got they got it all with him. It's all right there. Well, a lot of things are right there, and they won't do it. I would, well, I would love to see a babyface champion, Seth Rollins, being chased by fucking a, a monster fucking heel, Rusev. That's yeah, a, would be fucking badass. Yeah, oh yeah, Rusev can go. Um, I don't. I'm not as high on him as some people are, but he's he's got a place. He's got a strong place. He's that. He's very similar to like um, like Umaga was stuff like that, where you can see him rising up the card a little bit. <laughs> I said that literally the first time I ever saw Rusev. Oh yeah. TV and like that guy. I, 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 I can imagine it. Yeah, there's nothing wrong. There, there is. There is always a place for an evil monster who can be built up, even in, like that, and can fucking yeah. work like that. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, there's always a place for that. Um, um yeah, but I uh, back with the Reigns thing. If anybody can give me a logical reason for why he needed to win that match on Monday, anybody, please, I'd love to hear it. You know what's awesome is that match was about to happen, and I said, "You know what? I already know what's about to happen. I'm going to watch football." And what I thought was going to happen is what the fuck happened. Yep. For no reason, the nope. man won the fucking belt two weeks ago. Yep. What are we already like? What are we doing? We yep. can't fucking wait. I'm surprised he didn't have to go through another match the same night and fucking lose clean in a non-title match. Like, we cannot wait to start having our champ losing clean in non-title matches. Yeah. Can't fucking wait. I mean, the the worst part is, my favorite part of it, which you didn't see, um, after the match, uh, Rusev comes down. Well, Rusev comes down, and they lock the cage door, despite the fact that Reigns just climbed over it to win. Or to... Yeah, Reigns climbed over. And then uh, Rusev comes down, they throw him back in the cage, and they lock it. And then, because clearly Reigns has not shown in the last twenty in the last two minutes that he can climb a cage wall. Uh, and Rollins comes down. Rollins doesn't even look at the door, because, well, duh. He does the big Rey Mysterio debuting dive off the cage to take out everybody. That's how the show ends, just with everybody laying there. And just, there was something about the fact that these villains were stupid enough to just say, oh yeah, we're not going to even bother locking the cage, or we're going to lock the cage door, because there's no other way inside this cage. It came off like they were these two bumbling idiots. Your champions, your singles champions of this show. Oh, well, you know, WWE, that's how they do fucking bad guys. Smiles mm-hmm. on faces! Hashtag smiles on faces. Yeah. Um. Yeah. On the one hand, obviously, I was 
exalting in the streets when when Kevin Owens won the belt. Oh yeah. On oh, the yeah. other hand, uh, not particularly digging the way the direction this is going so far. The Seth Rollins thing, that's... That's bucking the fuck out of me. Like, mm. he should have been a babyface. The crowd reacted to him like a babyface when he came back. He had yeah, a babyface docu- style. Yeah, the he had documentary. That fucking sweet documentary. Why the fuck? Yeah. If you're going to do this, why don't you just do it? It's funny to me, too, also, by the way, that he uh, injured the number one babyface and then became the number one babyface. Yeah. Well, hmm. um, that was the a thi- f- fucking severe, severe punishment there. The thing was, I don't remember. I don't remember if we had done the show since uh, since he came back or not. But um, uh, we were watching Raw. The wife and I were watching Raw, and she thought they're turning Rollins' face and they're going to turn Reigns' heel. And I said, No, they're not. She said, How do you know? Because that would be the smart thing to do, and they will not do that. And Rollins stays heel because that is the dumbest thing they could have done. And then they turned him face. What two months later? Month and a half later, something like that. Only because they're dragged, fucking kicking and screaming. Yeah, fucking dressed in, or uh, coated in demon paint. Yeah, to do so. Yeah, but he still is being a whiny, snivelly little fuck. Yeah. What the hell? Well, I mean, it, the, the problem is, it seems like they're trying to set up some huge showdown with him and Triple H at Mania. That's what it seems they're doing. Well, the okay, slow. the message has got across. We've seen the fucking video. We have saw what happened. Move the fuck on. Yeah. Like, move on. All right. Like, we get it. That's cool. But you got to build this character up and get him where the fuck he needs to be. And being a snivelly, whining little bitch is not the way to get people behind you. People respect his work. People respect the fucking risks that he takes and the love he has for the game. Emphasize those points and let's move the fuck on. Like, yeah. damn it. And stop having him be one of Stephanie's other foes, because she fights everybody on the show anymore, or has some kind of issue with them, depending on what time of the show it is. With Rollins, it's apparently because they've changed their mind on who the face of the company should be, so we now have Owens and Rollins apparently fighting just to prove the authority right or wrong. I just... I'm almost, even though it gave me so many good times as a youth, I'm I'm starting to regret the whole fucking Mr. McMahon thing. Like, holy yeah. shit. How is the whole show still about fucking authority figures? Yeah. We have been dealing with this for going on 20 years. How? That's why, and that's one of the reasons that SmackDown is... So what do we think? We're going to probably set up for a, uh, a follow-up match. We don't think Seth Rollins is taking the belt this weekend. Uh, not yet, no. Looking forward to Night of Champions? Clash of Champions? Well, we had the chance to go and we passed, <laughs> so... Um, so not that much. <laughs> no. I would go to a SmackDown pay-per-view in a heartbeat. Uh, going three hours away for Clash of Champions? Not so much. Yeah. Um, I, I really don't need to have another probably inconclusive ending so that we can move a... St- very small step closer to the Triple H versus Rollins feud, which is they've they've got to be setting that up for Mania because where else is Triple H going to have his big blow off match that gets twenty seven minutes and kills an already dead crowd? Well, maybe Survivor Series. I wish if they can get to that by then, that would be great. So we can move on to anything else. 
That that's yeah. been my that's. I know uh, uh, Triple H is still very good in the ring when he's not trying to do the big epic match, um, but it, the 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 amount of time it takes to get anywhere with him with these stories, like with the Triple H Reigns thing, took forever. Uh, we still we're still gonna have to deal with the fallout from Triple H Reigns at some point because he screwed Reigns over in that match too. Right. Uh, that hasn't even Reigns has been busy beating up Rusev to even mention that. Um. Yeah, I, uh... I'm a, I'm semi, semi looking forward to it. I mean, there's there's plenty of matches that I don't know which direction that they're going to take. Mm-hmm. Um, the triple threat uh, we didn't discuss that. The triple we didn't. threat, the ladies' triple threat, is that's, uh, interesting. That's got, some, that's got some potential. Um, I mean, then again, it does seem pretty clear. There's two different acts. On, there's one on each show. Yeah, that their lack of mic time and their lack of of expressing and really digging into the character is driving me fucking insane. And that act on Raw is fucking Bailey. No, obviously, we there's a special heart for Bailey in our hearts. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we're like a little bit like protective older brothers. I understand. But they're just they're not they're not cashing in with this character as much as they really could be and should be. I had faith. I had hope that first week when she had the little backpack and she was with the New Day and fucking sweet. But they're not. Yeah. They're not giving her mic time. They're not really focusing and pumping up the fact that she has the connection with the fans when she comes down to the ring. The announcers aren't fucking talking about it. Um, they're it's, not. It's kind of it's fucking hurting me because well, she well, could be everything, and they're kind of they're not fucking it up, but they're not going as far as they really should. Well, the thing for me with Bailey right now, the problem is Sasha is really popular too in a very different way. Um, so it's kind of like the problem right now is they need for one thing they need more heel women on Raw at least in the title picture because you've got Dana Brooke is just there. Um, I mean, Bailey and Sasha are both way over. They keep teasing a face turn for Dana, which is a bit odd. <laughs> yeah, as she's the most natural heel you're outside of Charlotte that you're probably ever going to find. Uh, but I don't know. Just I, I, can we pretty much agree they're going to do the four way at Mania with the Horsewomen? They kind of have to. Well, how Becky Lynch is. They'll get there somehow. I mean, Swagger was on was on Raw one night and is now a full SmackDown guy the next. They can find which I do like. Uh, no, I think. Oh fuck! What did they what did they do with Charlotte then? I, I thought they would go. We they we would get to Sasha Becky mm-hmm. or Sasha Bailey. Sasha Bailey. By the time we got to WrestleMania, um, mm. I, I just think the way they've set the way they've talked about that four way. I think they're gonna. I think they would do that at Mania. Just it's in NXT's backyard. It's it just kind of fits. It seems kind of weird now that I think about it. It's kind of a big. It's kind of a big match to be using that Clash of the Champions. Well, I mean, it, it Clash is just the triple threat. So I think that's that that's, I, well, it's yeah. still triple threat though. That's, it is a big deal, but I think with that, they're just kind of like biding their time and putting whatever combinations they can of those together until they get to that because those four in the same match. That's a that's just a big deal by definition, just to have those four um, for the title for one of the titles. Ugh. Um, 
at WrestleMania. It just it feels so important. It feel it feels it feels right. Could we not have had the cruisers on one show and the women on the other? Like, yes, please, God, please, yes. God bless it. Like just fuck, man. I mean, it's it's funny how out of, out of all these, and maybe it's the Ryan Ward effect. It's funny how all of these, and we'll move on to this show now, that SmackDown with like a much lesser uh, amount of parts to work with is pulling this shit off so much better. Oh, yeah. Like having their own divisions to support. Like every female on SmackDown is utilized and feels yes. important. And I don't even fucking remember who else is on the Raw roster outside of uh, Sasha, Charlotte, Dana... Uh, so, uh, Bailey and Nia Jax, Alicia Fox, exactly. So, yeah, I think Paige was drafted there, but who knows what's up with that at this point? SmackDown, you know damn well who that division is. Pretty much all of them get TV time. Pretty much all of them get mic time. Yeah, um, they're all important members of the fucking of the team, and all you know do well in their roles. Yeah, same thing with the tag team division. Uh, guys get mic time. It's made to look important. Um, everybody's a competitive, a competitive part of the division. Mm-hmm. Tag teams outside of Enzo and Cass, Shining Stars, which just started a couple weeks ago. Yeah. New Day and Giles and Anderson. Who the fuck else is in the tag division on Raw? No one. They're, they're, that's the problem. The, the weird thing is right now with the tags and the women, there are too many for – there's probably too much for one big division, but there's not enough for two separate ones. Not really. Yeah. I mean, w- when you're slapping together Slater and Rhino and bringing in the the headbangers for a one-off appearance to fill out a, an eight-team tournament, you're running low. I mean, they, 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 I do like what they're doing with American Alpha because that, that team came in just so white-hot – there's only so much you can do with them. Um, you have to you have to do something to slow them down a little bit, or there's no point to the entire division. Well, speaking of American Alpha, that brings us to my second act. That is, they're fucking up and not giving Mike time to, and not imbuing the characters with depth. And that is the fucking Usos. Mm. I am going to lose my fucking mind, and maybe I. It's because I missed a couple of weeks of talking smack. Maybe they've fucking elaborated on this on the show. But they're heels, quote unquote, but like what it's it's because they saunter to the ring now with a hood over their head, so now they're heels. One wears a shirt. They're not cutting fucking heel promos. They're not telling everybody to go fuck themselves. Like the only difference is now they walk slow and they scowl and stuff, and, and they don't. And they don't do the Siva Tau. So, like, what the fuck? Take off with these guys. They have fucking talent. Hey, here's a fucking slick idea I had. You'll like this. I thought to my because you know their story, right? You know how they got into the business and all that. Yeah, with with uh, Umaga and the the eight hours to Houston drive. They should do instead of the face paint that they had. They should do the Umaga paint. Hmm. Because yeah. Umaga was a fucking heel. Now they're yeah. heels doing homage to the Omaga paint on their fucking face. That I think that would be fucking cool. A cool fucking tribute, and then, you know, it would go along with their switchover. Yeah. Um. Uh, what the fuck? Give them some fucking mic time. Let them embellish and 
put some color into their new characters so that people can fucking understand and latch on better. Yeah, the the that's one of the problems that well, one of the many problems that WWE commentary does. There are so many commentators who will explain at least the basics of a story to you and why you should care. That you never get that in WWE. It, yeah. And it would be it would do go so far with them. Morrow tries, but when he has to explain to JBL every like two seconds, dude, chill out and stop shouting about how we fight on Thursday nights or Tuesday nights now. Uh, that's something that the commentators could do a lot of good with, or those little vignettes that they do when they're coming to the ring, which could be a really good weapon to use, but or good tool to use. They don't do that. I'm gonna say something because you brought them up. And some of our listeners up there are going to be out there are going to be very upset because after I say this, you will not be able to not hear it. Katie, I can't remember. I think we've discussed. Were you? Are you a Seinfeld guy or no? No, no. Okay. Have you have you watched the show any decent? I've seen amount? a couple of uh, not a decent amount. I've seen okay. episodes here. And okay, there. so this isn't going to be as bad for you. But I do know we have listeners out there. That are Seinfeld guys. Uh, I gotta find which season it is. And if you want to check this out. Just so you can see what I'm talking about. It, it, you can find it. Um, but during uh, some of the mid to later seasons of Seinfeld. Uh, George Costanzo. He works for the Yankees. And uh, George Steinbrenner. Is an off-screen character. He never gets shown off on screen. But you can see his hands moving. He's talking to George. The fucking voice of George Steinbrenner from that show, Morrow sounds just fucking like him. And it's funny because George Steinbrenner on the show was always like just crazy and like yelling and like, you know, just off his fucking rocker. And Morrow gets so fucking excited that <laughs> it sounds just like him. And I, it, it's messing with me now because I can't unhear it. <laughs> Yeah, it's the, the same thing is true with Mike Bennett and TNA. He sounds a dead ringer for CM Punk. And really? You, you, it just kind of in, he's kind of a, a manipulative. So you could like he could be a voiceover for Punk, and you probably would buy it for a little bit. They are they're just the mannerisms and way they in the which they talk, the voice itself. It is a dead ringer. I mean, just I it's. I have to keep shaking my head like, no, 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 it's not punk, it's not punk. Can't can unsee, can't unhear. Exactly. Um, so we dig, we dig the way the women are being used. Yes, there's very, little on, there's very little on SmackDown I don't dig right now. Well, I could have probably hung myself than fucking watch another Miz Ziggler match mm. ever in my fucking life. <sighs> yeah. Um, this is, I liked the match on Tuesday, but... Every time Ziggler's music hits, I'm like, oh, not again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not again. Just Why can't you just go away? Now, that being said, Miz is, I hope you're with me on this, he's on a roll. Oh, he's tops of the fucking pops. Oh, good. I did good. see that fucking good. episode of Talking Smack. <sighs> good. Jesus. Um, now, Where do you think they're going with that? Uh, I don't. I'm kind of all over the place on this because I am too. it kind of felt like something that kind of uh, got a little bit out of control. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know if they really planned for it to, I don't for know it if they to did like, go there. Like, I thought, 
Like, I thought there was supposed to be a confrontation between Daniel Bryan and The Miz because Miz is a fucking asshole heel and everybody loves yeah. Daniel Bryan. And, oh, he's being mean to Daniel Bryan. Fuck him. Yeah. But it, like, went to another fucking level where I think Miz, like, actually got fucking mad. <laughs> like, yeah. like yeah. really got a little bit serious there for a second. Yeah. And I don't know if it was supposed to so... Yeah. I'm with you on that. Um, part, part of me fucking wonders, man. Like... Like, I know the concussions and all that, yeah. but then just don't do the crazy spots, Daniel Bryan. Like, yeah, fucking yeah. hello. Yeah, I remember I remember Austin said on his podcast uh, when he was trying to come back from his neck surgery, he said he had to tell his doctor, look, I can control anything that happens to me in that ring. Exactly. Barring a, barring a freak accident, I just don't – I can – there are spots I can – we can have blacklisted that won't worry about my neck. And Bryan could be the same – I mean, no more flying headbutts, no more – Suicide dies. I mean, I'm not talking about for a full scale return, but just for a match. Just, yeah. a, just a fucking Brett fucking Hart could have died if he took one hit or one bump. Yeah, and he fucking did a match to pay yeah. off an angle. I mean, if, so if... the longest angle in wrestling history. That's what I believe. Yeah, I fucking said it. Um, no, but back to the... so he could do a match to pay off a fucking angle. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you um when he was first. When he was the Intercontinental Champion and when he got hurt, if you watch, um, they're in Europe. They're on the European tour. Yep. He and, I think, I think it was Cena. It was him and, he and somebody did a tag. And you can see Brian is being very light in the ring. Mm-hmm. Not, the, the biggest spot he does is his moonsault out of the corner. Just, there is no, there's almost no contact. He does a couple kicks and that's about it. Um, the problem right now, though, is... At this point, they almost have to give us Brian versus Miz just with everything they're doing. Because the problem is now anybody is going to be a letdown if they don't do that. Just with, I mean, with Miz even doing Brian's moves. Yeah. And doing them quite well. Um, but uh, um, what a, the idea that I heard, this is something I could see you getting into, but unfortunately it would destroy Miz. Is Miz the, the point of it was Miz works soft. And mm-hmm. to be fair, like he's absolutely right. He doesn't get hurt either, which is very valuable when Brian can't go. Absolutely can't go fucking three weeks. God, how awesome was that last fucking line? I'm the guy who's here every week beating people up. I was like, that is fucking awesome. Hell it, yeah! It worked when it worked when Cena said it to Rock, and it works here. Yeah. Um. But uh, they said so. You do, Miz talks about fighting soft. And say Brian brings in some heavy hitter, maybe a 280-pound Samoan mm. to show Miz what hitting hard is like. Or maybe some, uh, like a king of some kind. Well, there's a way, more with Samoa Joe, that, because Samoa Joe and Dana Bryan worked in a lot of the same places. Yeah. So Miz could be going on his whole bingo hole working that yeah. style fucking yep. tirade and none of you guys can make it. You can't stay healthy. You can't hack it. I'm here every week. And Daniel Bryan mm-hmm. can say, well, there's somebody who came up just the same way I is, and he's going to mm-hmm. be here every week and he's going to be coming for you every week. And then yeah, you fucking introduce Joe. The only problem with that is Joe Miz then has to die. Absolutely. But I mean, that's, Hey, that's what you build up every heel for. You do, but I'd like to see him build more towards like the main event than getting killed by Joe. Well, I mean, he can get killed and then come back later. Yeah, but the problem, 
Yeah, I know. But just Miz is, I, I've been a Miz fan forever. And it got really tiring having to explain to people, no, he's not that bad. Now, his face run was bad. But um, that and the figure four is still horrible for him. But another story for another time. Um, yeah, just at some point, they, they have to give us something. And I don't know what that is. Because the, the, if you bring Brian back, it's kind of hard to have the payoff be that it's the Miz. I mean, even with the whole original NXT connection, I don't know if that's a, that and this story is enough to warrant one more big match. Um, I mean, it, the, the, the seeds are planted and they're starting to grow, but I don't know if that's what you... I don't know if that's what you go with. I don't know... I, Medically, obviously, I don't know if that's what they can. If they what can would do be that. even fucking? Oh god, this would be so great. I can't. Well, maybe with with Ryan, with Ward running things on SmackDown, if they could do what I said and have Brian bring Joe up to be mm. his proxy to beat the fuck out of the Miz, and then next week after that, a couple weeks later, Joe turns around. And says, you don't know what you just released on this fucking roster. And then fucking lays out Brian. Mm. And how shocked would everybody be like, holy shit. Like, Daniel Bryan cannot take any physical contact. And he just fucking busted his ass anyways. Obviously, he'd be like totally working. And he'd be the softest fucking hit ever. And Brian would fucking sell and act like he got killed. Etc, etc. Or even do it like off. Or even do like. Like a, an off camera with a big loud bang or something. Well, I don't. I just don't think that would be as. It would take away some of it because then you could get the shots. You could get the shots of the little kids and the fucking people oh, in the yeah. crowd, and they're just fucking shocked. Like, oh my god, that just happened. He just fucking did that to him. Yeah. Um, yeah. There. Uh, just Joe. I can't imagine he takes the title back from Nakamura. So no, absolutely not. There's no real reason not to bring him back. Not to bring him up soon. Now, I mean, if nothing else, they they'd be better off doing Joe Nakamura two in Toronto than having Nakamura versus Rude. No, that's not happening. They're not no, doing no, that. No, I know. <laughs> no. I know they're not. That would be that would be begging for trouble. Um. Oh, and also one other thing. I don't know if you remember this. Couple week, couple months ago, um, we took in that NXT house show, and I remember telling you, yes, you would love Rude's music. music. Yeah. We heard that there, and I'm like, NorCal is gonna die for this one. Uh, I was, He's gonna love it. Yeah. Um. It's the only problem with the Joe thing is though is his uh, SmackDown is, and I just realized this. So Cena is taken off to yes. film American Grit after yep. Cla- or after No Mercy in October. Yeah. Uh, who is a babyface on SmackDown? Nobody. I mean, you don't want you can't do Ambrose again. Nope, that's no. Really, they might actually have to make somebody new. I know that's blasphemy, but they might have to do it. Oh my god, they're gonna have fucking Randy Orton beat fucking Bray Wyatt. Fuck my life. Oh my uh, god. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> that is, of course, assuming he's. Hit. Well, I mean, he's gonna lose. Assuming it happens, he loses to Lesnar next. What is that? Next Friday? No, it's in. What am I saying? It's in two days. That Chicago match is the day I hate it when we figure out just... Now, the cool... Well, I don't even know if you can maintain that long-term, though. The cool thing to do would be to fucking turn Bray Wyatt face. Like they did back in April. For like a day. Yeah, and then... 
have Bray Wyatt go against how that match would be fucking sweet. Fucking babyface Bray Wyatt against AJ Styles. Yeah, yeah. I just I, can I get an explanation for why they stopped the Bray face turn? It, he it worked for like a day. Yeah. And then, well, never mind. Here's another four month wait. And okay, fair. It's to an injury, but you can't just have him like. Sit in his rocking Fuck, chair? man, I wish I wouldn't have fucking realized that. It's going to be fucking Randy Orton, son of a bitch. I mean, they'll I... have good matches, but... Yeah. Fuck. You know the forearm into the RKO spot's coming. Oh, <laughs> without saying. Yeah. Um, I-, I like Orton, but uh, that Lesnar match just killed him. Well, and I just don't need to see that. Like, I just don't... Yeah, I'm fine with that. I, I can go with that. I don't need to see Randy Orton and stuff. But, what? I mean, Apollo Crews, that's not happening. No. Uh, now, Cruz, Cruz can't even get out of a five minute match anymore. Kalisto, uh, not it, no. does he even work there anymore? He got. I know he's hurt. He got hurt. Yeah, I know. Um, really, there's not much. There's not really any option unless they switch somebody over. They wouldn't do Ziggler Styles, would they? Like, I need you to tell me they wouldn't do Ziggler Styles. Uh, what other option do they have? Orton and Ziggler. Really, that's the point we've reached? <sighs> Kane? Kane? That, that's... Yeah. You know, I can actually... When they're keeping Kane to a minimum, I can more than roll with that. Um, well, it's just I just don't want to... Like, Kane's not beating AJ Styles. So no, no, of course not. What the fuck are we doing here? Like... It, it feels like it's a waste. Kane's yeah. not going to get... Kane's, what, 48, 49? Um, and it still works fine, but it's you can tell that he and he's he and Big Show are. I am glad they've had those guys to a minimum. Yeah, they pop up like every once every like month anymore, which is what Kane was fine. And you keep Kane around for a one-off replacement, like you ha- like you needed him at Backlash. That was fine. I mean, who else are you going to throw in there? I hope this Miz Ziggler thing is over. Oh. You don't know WWE. Oh, I know it's not over, over like the over that with the good over, like with the people. But I mean, like yeah. over, we're like done. No, but, I, but that's once what I, again. That, but once again, no mercies in what three weeks? Two weeks? Uh, it's the ninth. So, who's the Miz going against? Man, SmackDown really doesn't have any fucking baby faces, do they? No, they don't. Um, the, uh, uh, there's a rumor floating around of what uh, Miz will be doing at. Uh, at no mercy. Probably nothing. What is that? Cage match with Ziggler. I could feel the life just drain out of you when I said that. Just killing my will to live. Fucking mm-hmm. Ziggler versus Miz. Ziggler Miz match match by match. Oh yeah. So they. Co- I, I get it. So so that Ziggler can't be sprayed with anything because a lot you of spray know, going on because that cage are are like lead lined walls that yeah, no spray cannot get through it. Yeah, because I mean, well, I mean, why not? They're having triple threat matches at every pay per view. They had a cage match three days ago. What you're gonna have to have is you're gonna have to lock me in a fucking cage to get me to watch that shit again. And the thing, the worst part is, you know what the show after that is, right? Hell in a cell. Yeah, but that's gonna be. I think it's a raw show. Yeah, I'm. So is I'm guessing it's just only like the big four and like Money in the Bank are are co branded. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what you put inside the cell on Raw, unless you do... Well, no, they're going to do a fuck finish this weekend for, for 
Rollins and Owens, and then we're yeah. going to a Hell in a Cell match. I mean, it's not like Owens They've has... They've set it up because motherfuckers keep fucking interfering yeah. in all and the it's, matches, it's, so... I mean, and it's not like Owens has a lifelong rival or anything that could have a culmination of a feud inside of a, inside of a cell if they had You know, we it. were all fucking irritated about the fact that they ended, quote-unquote, the rivalry and then didn't split them up. Man, SmackDown could really fucking use Sami Zayn. Oh, yeah. Not- oh, yeah. Sami Zayn would be a world title contender tomorrow if he was on SmackDown. Well, or at least fighting Miz for the Intercontinental title. An infinitely more interesting fucking... Oh, sure. <sighs> Miz talking about how he's been in the big leagues all these years while Sami's been toiling. and Yeah, you could just redo the, the Brian Miz fucking... Oh, sure. Story. Yeah. Sure. With Sami Zayn. That would work. Absolutely. Well... Yeah. I don't, I don't see any big changes coming this weekend. Not really. This really does seem like a like a show because we the schedule says we need to have one. Something that did work though was this show. What are you watching on the What are you watching on the on the network these days? Oh, I am gearing up for that uh, exclusives package pretty soon. Which one? Oh, you did uh, the oh, um, the fucking Battle of Atlanta. Oh yeah, that's what you're talking about. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't know. I've heard fucking legends. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to watch this shit. Yeah, uh, there's no commentary, but uh, well, no, because isn't it like somebody's home video or something? Yeah, well, apparently it's Paul Ellering's home video. No, <laughs> or at least he. Okay, 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 we need to fucking break this down for people. This might not. This is might not. Yes. Be, this is only for fucking weirdos like the. Okay, so there's this legendary match. It's Tommy Rich and Buzz Sawyer. Buzz Sawyer yes, it's uh, what year was it? Eighty three. Eighty two. Eighty two. It's a no-holds-barred match. No, it's in a cage. It's in a cage. Yeah, it's, uh, the thing is, though, it's the cage on the ground, so it's like the cell. It looks like a hell in the cell. Okay, yeah. it, is, it is the cell. And, yeah, there's rumor, there's a lot of, like, misconstrued fucking, like, changing stories. Like, that was the inspiration for the cell. But, like, yeah, well, Cornette well, said no. Like, we came up with the cell because yeah, well, the other th- John Michaels run, room to run around and do his yeah. thing. Well, and- the, big, the big thing about this is it's the first time there was a cage match with a roof on the top. Mm. That was the big deal for this. Not just that, but it's, this match is legendarily brutal. Yeah, and two years in the... The other thing is it's two years in the making. These guys feuded since 1980. And they just... Beat the ever loving mm-hmm. fuck out of one another and yep. eat and it's fucking crazy and blah 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 blah. There's this legendary match mm-hmm. and it existed nowhere on videotape for the long yeah. for the longest for for decades. Like nobody had it anywhere. And the rumor was it was like this legendary like thing that people would like wit- talk about in hushed tones at you know NWA conventions and shit like that would be like you know mm-hmm. um, oh the be- the Battle of Atlanta is out there it's like the Loch Ness Monster it's the Bigfoot of fucking wrestling matches because it's this legendary brutal match um, and people are saying well it's out there somewhere it's it's uh, yeah. you oh, know the, somebody the, has it on home video yeah, somebody it was, has it. There was there was a everybody knew there was a tape of it but the only known copy was by a collector who said there's no way he'd ever release it he had the only copy in known existence and, and he refused to release it lo and behold out of the fucking blue thin air yeah wwe's like oh bt dub uh the battle of atlanta is going to be on fucking the network and people like me and i'm sure you were like what the fuck what yeah what? my uh gonna be on the fucking network my, my wife got a very quick history lesson on this and she's like okay holy she, fucking shit 
Yeah, because I lost it when I heard this was actually being. I, there were people were saying, "No, it's going to be a documentary with like some two second clips of it." No, 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 it's the match, the fucking Battle of Atlanta. So, yeah, I'm ready to go for that too. I'm definitely checking that out. Yes. The last thing I watched on the network, though, was because I heard um, I was watching a I was listening to a podcast on the MLW network. Um, guy was talking about the um, it's a. Bruce Pritchard has a show on there now. Yeah. And, well, I feel the same way. But he has extremely interesting uh, insights on a lot of things because mm-hmm. he was there when they happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were discussing um, the Mega Powers, that storyline. Okay. Basically, every episode is a discussion of, like, a hotly um, interesting uh, okay. thing. And it's Bruce Pritchard telling you what it was really like because he was there. Like, there was yeah. the. Uh, the uh, Montreal Screwjob was one. The steroid scandal was one. Yeah. Um, Brawl for All was one. And it was <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. Um, you gotta have that. Uh, and then the Mega Powers was one. The the build right there. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was watching WrestleMania five the other weekend because not only that that's a cool match. The Mega Powers. Um, the a presidential candidate is ringside. Highly figured into the show. Um, and. The uh, the Rockers Twin Towers matches is one of my favorite like just throwaway mid nineties pay per view yeah. middle of the card matches. I think he irritated Akeem. Yeah, <laughs> that's one of my favorite. He... Bossman wasn't doing anything wrong. He would have just punched him for nothing. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. WrestleMania the... Five. It's a fun time. It's a long show, but that that match and the... there's a couple great matches on there that are worth absolutely. It. Um, Rick Rude and fucking uh, the Warrior have a fucking great. Yeah, finish you will still see to this day. Yeah. Um. So and then what was the last thing you were checking out on there before? Oh, um, last thing recently. Uh, I've been doing uh for the weekly reviews the original brand split times. Hmm. Yeah, and uh, if you think you've got it bad now. <laughs> oh yeah, I watched some of them too. There's some pretty uh, some pretty interesting choices. Going on on some of those pay per views. Uh, I'm talking just the TV shows. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, that's the days of uh, Steve Austin desperately wanting to get out of the company as fast as he can. <laughs> uh, the Big Show joins the NWO because that's what you do. Uh, yeah, uh, Reverend Devon, Deacon Batista. Not quite yet. Get okay. on there. Okay. Brock Lesnar smashing people. Mm. Uh, where, whereas now he smashes people and somehow messes up further pay-per-view matches that he's not even on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the, uh, of course, you have uh, Molly is a heel because she's a virgin storyline. Mm. Which... Out of respect for women going on back in those days. That, that is... That's one of the few stories that truly makes me cringe. It is so disgustingly bad. I mean, there's a lot of stuff, not to, because we're fresh mm-hmm. the fuck out of time, but um, I was, I'm, I'm going in the, the 99s and the 2000s, mm-hmm. and just, holy shit. Yeah. Like, treatment of women on these shows is fucking. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that, and you have Russo then claiming that Braun Panty Match has won the Monday Night it's Wars. It's literally like a weekly thing where they're having straight up, straight the fuck up, like, Women in 
thong bikinis wrestling in a fluid of some sort. Like, yeah. weekly. Yeah. yeah. Not and... even above. Like, that is your base level Friday night at a sketchy-ass bar, like, mud wrestling fucking mm-hmm. bullshit. And this is on WWE television. Like, yeah. it's fucking insane. Yeah. And my favorite part to this, the argument that I use every time, the women w- wrestle in basically swimsuits now. Mm-hmm. I mean, Nikki Bella, Car- yeah, Nikki Bella wrestles in a swimsuit. Period. There's okay, and yeah, and my point is though, what uh, my point is now with Russo saying back then that's what drew them. Well, now it's the same thing, and you don't have to have all the like stupid gimmicks to it and such like that. It's not like my point is it's still the same level of like sexuality minus the stupid parts to it that make it look so bad. It's the same. Levels of, I mean, it's the same kind of revealing it's outfits just presented with, differently, yeah, with, but respectable. Also, yeah. without Lawler shouting about puppies all the time, which amazingly enough does wonders for it. Yeah, yeah, Fucking that's craziness. Yeah. So we don't treat women on like that on this show. Nope. And so this has been a this has been a solid one. KB, plug your stuff. Yes, sir. Uh, the new book is out. It is the first half of Raw and SmackDown from 2014. So you've got Daniel Bryan, the it just meteoric rise, uh, the Shield turning face and then breaking up like a month later mm-hmm. for reasons that I still don't understand. Um, Bray Wyatt starts coming into his own and then loses Cena and never really recovers. Uh, just every Raw and SmackDown from January through June of 2014 reviewed. Uh, it's on Amazon. Just uh, do a KB Raw 2014. Should come up. Um, of course, WrestlingRumors.net, uh, KBWrestlingReviews.com. Yeah, just, uh, it's not hard to find me. <laughs> Sweet. Um, we will be back soon. Planning on. I know, I know, I don't know. I said this, but we're good now. We'll be back next week. Cover. The night of, well, I keep saying that because they keep changing the name on us. Because yeah. it was the Clash of the Champions. Now it's just yeah. Clash of Champions. And Foley said it? Clash of the Champions in a promo the other week, <laughs> uh, last week, I think. Good man, we'll be back covering whatever the fuck they end up calling this pay per view this weekend. <laughs>